Welcome into Chatterbox Bearcats, everyone. Chuck and Houdini with you after we took an off day after the Evansville game. Uh, Elliot Rearing did a show on YouTube, but uh, we did not do the audio podcast version. So before the conference slate started, we wanted to do a little show to get some content out there before things really pick up on Saturday late night in Provo, Utah against BYU. Houdini, let's start it off nice and easy before we get into the schedule. A report card for Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats right now. Overall non-conference performance, letter grade. It's tough to do anything higher than a, a C- minus at best, D- plus at, at worst, because a, a lot of times, even when you play that bad competition, you can expect one a slip up, especially with teams that aren't you know as strong as we played obviously this year, um, and we did not have one. We almost had a couple, uh, Howard in particular, but we got through that. And you can't really give them anything more than a C minus because any of the teams we played that are going to be good caliber competition, uh, we lost to them, and we kind of got spanked by Dayton uh, Xavier on the road again. So. It, you can't really do much with it if you don't win one of those games. I think that's the best grade you can get. Dayton's legit, man. They uh, they looked good in, in spanking Davidson last night at Davidson, and that's a good Wildcats team. So don't sleep on the Dayton Flyers on a neutral site with a lot of their fans in attendance, but it's the way that it went down. And then it's following that up with Stetson in the first half they had against Evansville. And then go back prior the way they looked for most of the game against Xavier. And then an overtime game with Howard. Seven games into the season, they looked flawless. The tune on this show was Wes Miller has the Bearcats humming in Clifton right now. Um, then they went on the road. Then they went on the road. And um, things have not been good since that Xavier game. I will go with... Um, uh, we'll go with a C plus, a C plus. I think 11 and two is what you expected. 12 and one was probably what you expected. Actually, before you looked at the uh, schedule at the beginning of the season, you figured they'd lose one. So uh, they're a game behind schedule. They always lose to Xavier. Dayton's a lot better than we thought they'd be. So yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, a C or a C plus, something like that with a um, lot of season left to get that thing well, down I mean, to an F sure. or up to an A. <laughs> right, right. I'm a little harder of a teacher, I guess. But I mean, at the end of the day, like we have everything in front of us. The net, we're still net ranking. What we're 38th, 37th. Yeah, That's what 38th. I'm saying. That's what I'm right saying. Like they, we're, they've we're looked in good in many position. of the games. Yeah, right. We're in a fine position. I just wish that we would have figured out the rotation a little bit more. Even if we lost those two games, to have a little more confidence going into this Big 12 schedule with Aziz being out, Frederick being out. It doesn't seem like we've found it. You know, at least we had a little Josh Reed life that I think uh, was shocked a little bit of people. Um, he looked good. I think he earned some playing time and see if he can kind of get into the rotation. Um, but I wish we had a more lockdown. And I think we're going to find out once we go through conference play. But I kind of wish that was more solidified at this point. But um, again, we still got the whole season in front of us. Tons of opportunity. BYU is going to be no slouch. Yeah, you can listen to every show, and it's a different tune. One show, it's Jizzle James is the uh, the greatest freshman the Bearcats have ever had. Then it's Victor Lockins looking outstanding. Then the next episode, but Victor Lockin can't guard anyone. Then it's Aziz Bandego, Aziz Bandego. Then it's Aziz Bandego. No, no, you know, after the Xavier game where he couldn't guard anyone in the post. Um, then Jameel Reynolds comes into play. 
it's like, eh, then it's, yeah, then it's, eh, then it's, right. what do we expect from him? Then, then CMOS can't hit a shot. All of a sudden he starts hitting shots and he looks like he could potentially be this team's best player. Frederick's been MIA or he's been hot or he's been hurt. Aziz is now hurt. As you mentioned, uh, Josh Reed comes out of the rafters and all of a sudden looks like this team's best defender. And I think, believe it or not, contentious point, maybe I think he should start getting some play time with the way that, you know, he hustles and how he plays defensively. If he could stop some big 12 players, you find a lineup to where you hide him a little bit. He's your Jermaine Sanders. He's three and he's D and you uh, ride with what he gives you. And then the team can't turn you over. It's as simple as that. Cincinnati uh, great at rebounding the ball. No, you're exactly right. It's been inconsistency across the board, which is just not necessarily what you want to see going to the big 12. Um, they're going to have to flirt with the the two big lineup. I think we figured out Odie being a part of a two big lineup is not going to work. I don't think that that's rocket science. I think anybody could tell you that. That's why I was a little confused why we we ever tried that rotation, to be perfectly honest. Um, but with Aziz on the floor um, as that pure center, I think we can, you know, you could still play with a Lockin or a Jameel Reynolds. The, the problem is with the roster construction is that a lot of times it seems like we need to have two bigs out there. So I think it's still going to be a fluid situation. I don't think Wes still can figure it out because a lot of our bigs are our most talented guys. That's what I'm saying. Um, but we also, yeah. it's, so it's tough. It's it's tough. It's not an easy job to be like, which guy can we put in? Who meshes with who? Um, but again, with the injuries, with Jamil not playing until freaking two weeks ago, Aziz just showed up after our boy Dave Yost uh, pulled a Houdini. Um so, yeah, there's a lot of question marks still. Long story short, I'm just going to keep yapping, but there's a lot of question marks going into Big 12 play. I think we're going to find out a lot on Saturday night. Um, it's on the road, so you can't expect too much, but I, I would like to be pleasantly surprised. Measuring stick game, BYU's top five in the country. Last I saw, they were number two in the net rankings in the entire NCAA, Ken Palm rankings, I should say. So that is not an easy game going into Provo for your first Big 12 game. It's a measuring stick type game. It's at BYU. It's Texas at home, who's 20th in the country. It's the 18th ranked Baylor Bears. It's TCU and Cincinnati. It's the uh, the Bearcats hosting Oklahoma, who's number 11. And then, oh, by the way, it's at number two, Kansas. We're going to learn a ton about this Bearcats team moving forward. We will have the post-game show after the BYU game, which starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's Saturday, January 6th. We will talk to you then. See ya.